All right, we're at the episode where you thought it was going to be last week, but we fucked you over, but now you have to listen to it now. It's movie time. Alright, we are on our movie list. Last week, we reordered nothing from TV shows, because there's only two of them, and we reordered comics. This time, we're doing our movies. Last week, we used Cody's top ten to go up from the bottom to the top. This week, we'll use my top ten for, I guess, not even the top ten. It's just everything listed. Yeah, I'm going to be really fast with the first movie we're going to talk about. That is Plan 9 from Outer Space. Thank you, Rob, <laughs> once again. Um, every single time I see this movie, I think of you. I bought two comic books based off the movie. One's a prequel, one's a retelling. They're two bucks each. I might just burn them, if anything. This movie gave me nothing but boredom. I hated it. I never want to watch it again. It truly is the worst movie of all time. Cody? I didn't hate it as much as you. But yeah, this, <laughs> this movie, I kind of... I definitely see why this movie has a cult following as far as... Why would anybody follow it? There's nothing fun about it. Uh, it's very lazy. It's a, it's a trivia movie. Uh, yeah, Adam hates this movie, which kind of makes me like it even more. Is because Adam loves so much trash media that finding something that just breaks Adam, I absolutely love. Um... This movie has a charm to it of watching... No, it doesn't. Stop lying. <laughs> it has it has a charm to it of watching somebody try to film a movie so cheap where you're using, like, dining room sets. You're using somebody's kitchen as, like, a spaceship and everything else. And it's not, like, a, an independently released movie. Like, this, this was an actual, uh, like, a theatrically released movie and everything. Um... I get that aspect to it, but yeah, at, at points, this movie drags on, and like, I, I think even there was a point where I just closed my eyes for like seven minutes. That was me like three times, and I had to rewatch it because I fell asleep. Yeah, it's, it's a hard watch for sure, and I think one of the biggest problems I have with it is I understand that it's one of the original So Bad It's Good movies, but there's so many movies that have come out since that are so bad they're good that I think they're they're more competently made, where at least they're more watchable. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a So Bad It's Good where it's enjoyable to watch. This one's not enjoyable. It's just the fact that it is bad. Yeah. i rather get an STD. Oh my god. i rather cut myself. And speaking about cutting myself, Cody, what's the next movie on the list? <laughs> bodily Harm. <laughs> Segway! Segway to Bodily Harm. Uh, bodily Harm, I hate it. <laughs> Um, you picked this one technically. Technically, you picked this one. This we was one of my to... picks. I picked this movie just based off of it checking the boxes we needed to film our Battle of the Baldwins episode. Still a fun episode. A marathon of uh, patience. Yeah, the majority was great. We'll get. We're gonna get to some of the Baldwin episodes. One I absolutely love. But yeah, that, some of them were good movies. Um, yeah, Bali Harm was. Is this a, this is the one where whichever Baldwin was in it just whispered the whole time. He like whisper. Yeah, he whispers his lines to try to kind of sound like mysterious or dangerous, and it just comes across as like what the fuck. Um, we need to also mention that we. Which Baldwin was it? It's so much better if we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We talked to him on Twitter. That's how bad. That, yeah. We talked to him on Twitter. He met, well, like, we even asked him, like, hey, like, this is the one that we watched. And he, I think he was excited to be like, oh, I'm going to miss my brother's movies. He, I think he, he got a kick out of the gimmick of, like, 
<laughs> we're going to take four Baldwin movies from the mid-90s and watch them as kind of like the battle of the Baldwins. Yeah, and as we're promoting it, he's like, oh, are these the four movies like in competition? We're like, yes. And then this is after like we've already recorded yep. it. And he like retweets it to his like 21,000 followers. My issue with the movie was it was supposed to be like a very sleazy trashy 90s erotic thriller which i'm like was there nudity in it yes uh i think i, I think i just zoned out that entire movie yeah whichever baldwin this was i think it was steven i don't know whichever baldwin this was he just wanted to be like i want to be mayor male sharon stone from basic instinct and that's what this movie yeah, was that's and what we, it was we called the end of it. it's like the ice pick's gonna be in the glove box he opens it that's the only thing i remember yeah that it, the ice yeah. pick was in the glove box we're like yep but next movie yeah, it was pretty forgettable, and it had a couple great, like, strip club scenes and a couple great, like, oh, slasher right. scenes, but you get, like, that was the budget of the movie went on that, and then the rest of the movie is filmed in the production company's office, which is now doubling as a police station, or whoever financed the movie, his shithole mansion in Las Vegas, like, just this trashy mansion, and it's supposed to be... Baldwin's man I don't like yeah yeah okay I want to talk about this movie anymore perfect let's um, jump to the next one which was um, a recommendation from our friend Connor Dragon Ball Super Broly yay I fucking hate this movie too like these bottom three movies are just the absolute worst but Dragon Ball Super retcons everything you know about Dragon Ball just changes it and yeah I as a fan of the original Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball and then the Broly movies this one just kicks you in the face and says fuck you Dragon Ball for a new generation. Deal with it. Yeah, I have no kind words for this. It just it just wants to rewrite history and make it canon with all the new garbage that they're bringing out. There is a Dragon Ball pocket universe, like an alternate reality, where Connor told me that the nickname for it was Dragon... Fuck, I can't remember if it was Dragon Ball Toys. It's just the toy universe. Oh, okay. Hey, we have all these characters that don't actually exist in standard continuity, different forms of them. Buy our toys. Well, I just read they announced a new character pack for whatever that popular Dragon Ball fighter game is. Yeah, they just announced Baby. Yeah, and then everyone thought it was a completely different character. It, it's Baby 2, but he was, I think he's called, he's called Baby 2 in Japan, and then he's called Baby Vegeta in North America. Yeah, it's from Dragon Ball GT, which Yeah, I'm... but originally people were posting pictures of Kid Vegeta, which is like shown in a bunch of flashbacks in uh, Dragon Ball Super. And I think in Dragon Ball Z, he's shown a couple times as a kid. And people were like, oh, it's going to be like a Kid Vegeta character. This is cool. And then they Are were... we okay with that? That'd be from like the flashback scenes. Or I think the Bart, the original Bardock movie had Kid Vegeta. In yeah, it well. and people were like, because I'm assuming Dragon the Dragon Ball Z fighter game has Kid Goku in it. I don't know. I know I couldn't tell you. There's probably by at this point, there's probably like over a hundred characters, so I couldn't tell you who's in it. I'm assuming it has all the Goku variants. But I saw on Twitter people were like, "Oh, it's this character," and like just not even that they're blind. It's not even that the fans have blinders on, but just the fans knowing full well that there's no way they're going to put a character from like the second arc of Dragon Ball GT, which nobody... It's, that's like the most bastard stepchild product of Dragon Ball. And they're like, no, that's exactly who it is. And people are like, why? Toys. <laughs> yeah, toys. Because toys. he's a new toy. 
anyways, I wasn't a yeah, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I I didn't mind it. I thought the animation looked really clean and nice, and I mm. thought that was good. Um, until I watched after I watched it, same thing. I did some research, and then my phone started coming up with like, oh, if you're interested in this, watch this, and it brought up a million videos about how cost cutting the animation was on Dragon Ball Super. And then I kind of realized like if you had to watch because this the, this was the last Dragon Ball movie, right? Uh, I think it is. I think so. I don't like I saw the two other Dragon Ball movies in theaters. And I yeah. was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not watching this in theaters. Yeah. So I think by the time this came out, it, I'm assuming it'd be under the assumption that the fan base had watched the entirety of Dragon Ball Super. I could definitely see how this would be a slap in the face just to see how cheap they did that show and then all of a sudden be like, hey, here's a movie. And it's like, stop making the show look like dog shit. Yeah. All right, moving up, we watched Jaws 3. This is this is a weird one because this is the first episode. Yep. If you go to the website, to any of the podcast apps, it's not on there. Removed. <laughs> Why is it removed? Actually, it says archived. Why is it archived right now? Uh, I'm assuming... Oh, oh the audio. There we go. Coda, yeah. Coda remembers. Yeah, this was our first one where we were trying to figure out how to record being in separate locations. Because right now, we're face-to-face right now at my place. Sometimes we record at your place face-to-face. Sometimes we still record online. So yep. people, I'm waiting for that email that comes like, hey, your audio's never consistent. And you'd yes. be like, yes, I listen to other podcasts as well where online, if they're recording online, there's slight overlap. Where one person will be talking, and then two seconds before they end talking, the other person starts talking over them. It's a little jarring. It sucks, but that's the way it is. And you'll even hear it from ours, which we try and make the effort of when one person's done talking, wait a couple seconds before you start speaking so we don't get that overlap. It still happens a little bit, but not as much. Anyways, Jaws 3 has not horrible audio. It's just it's not the best. One day that that episode will be put on to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash the kind of garbage. So that will be uploaded there one day as um, a weekly Patreon episode with a new, I don't know, like intro bias, just saying like explaining everything. And even at the end, we'll probably do like a little chat afterwards. And yeah, you can see where we started, which not good. Yeah. And everyone who I've talked to who has listened to our podcast, who don't email us, by the way, they should, other than, like, we had a few emails. Anyways, everyone says it's really good. You, We hear how you guys improve over time. But Jaws, <laughs> it was a fun movie. It was fine. It's really low on my list. It's a lot higher on yours. Yeah, um, there's not much I want to say about it. it. It is a product of its time. It's a sequel there to make money from the box office, not toys like Dragon Ball. But yeah, like, it was still enjoyable. It's just a little lower on my list. I love this movie just because it's kind of, it represents... Jaws movies make money, but we ran out of ideas. So what if we put the Jaws in a, a water park? <laughs> the What if we put the Jaws in a water park? Was it SeaWorld? Was it actually... It was actually uh, SeaWorld, Yeah, it, it was filmed at a SeaWorld in... Uh, it was like Carolina. Or, I can't remember. But anyways, it is kind of like... I know one of the Piranha movies that came out a couple of years ago had the same premise where it was like the Piranhas get into a water park, but it was done intentionally as... Like a ridiculous tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, slasher comedy. This movie, like, it does not... It's not a funny movie. Like, this is trying to be a serious movie, and it makes it so much funnier for me. (laughs) I I like this movie. I think it's fun. Moving On is a horror movie 
Adam recommended called Witchery. Yeah. So one of the things I always try and do when picking a movie for us to watch is have no idea what it's about. Other than I think there's two or three movies that I pick that, I, that I've seen them before. But the majority of my movies, no, I'm going in blind. I'm going in just like Cody where he'll look at, he'll sit there and watch me look at me and be like, why the fuck did you pick this? I'm like, I like the cover. Yeah. And this this was just a movie that I saw starred David Hasselhoff and Linda Blair. And I was like, this looks like fun and stars these two people. Yeah, I, I actually, I'm debating about moving this movie up. I, I enjoyed this movie. It's um, it's a good horror movie. Jazz saw it when she was way too young. <laughs> it's fun. It's like the cast and it's really fun. It's only one rape scene. True. Next on the list is another one of my picks, which is Bionic Boy. Yeah, which I think my only issue with this movie was the This was an angry Cody Watch movie. Yeah, I think this is another one I feel like I might have been too hard on it. This movie gets good towards the end. If they could take 20 minutes out of this movie's runtime. Oh yeah, for sure they could. This would be a great movie. (laughs) It's just there's too many like weird dragging on scenes other than that like once this movie gets going it is wild yeah it's the last 20 minutes where they just play the same song over and over again and everything's being blown up yeah yeah like there were some issues with it but i i really enjoyed the movie and i still think that people should check it out Mm -hmm. the next movie on the list is kung pao enter the fist this was picked by brendan this was another wild one it was not what i thought it was going to be i it Definitely left a bad taste in my mouth when I watched it. (laughs) I agreed with Brendan on it that there is like some stuff that is well done in this. Like there are some jokes and stuff that are well executed in this movie. There is a lot in this movie that I despise. And it almost makes me not want to give Odakirk, whatever his name was. Mr. Thumbs. Yeah, Thumb. It almost makes me not want to give him any credit for what works. But it's weird. I mean... I still, even like sitting on it for a little while now, I still don't know what to make of it. I still don't know if it's racist. Yeah. It's his, it's his almost, it's his on the line racist love letter to like Asian cinema and culture. And then the first thing you look up about him when he's like on IMDb is he calls himself like a martial arts enthusiast or something. And then you're just like, I don't know, like, I don't know if that makes it better or worse, because it's kind of like being racist and then being like, it's okay, I'm friends with black people. And it's like, no, man, like, you're, you're, this is still like, right on the line of like, you're just taking the piss out of a different culture for being different. Yeah, this one, like, I I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was. I know it's a product of its time. It did. It did really well at the box office, right? Or am I misremembering? It no, it, it did. It it made money. Like it. Good. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Good, it was, which we're all thrilled for, Mister yeah. Odekirk. The the movie started strong with the baby rolling down the hill and the woman picking it up and rolling it back down the hill. That was great. And then it kind of just fizzled. Not fizzled out from there, but yeah, it was it was fine. It yeah, I think I like I talked about it in our review. It has actual jokes in it. Some of the jokes just evolve into like. Like, it's, it's uh, hard to explain. Like, some of the jokes are just like, how ridiculous can we make this? But it's not... Like, some of the jokes seem like the 
Zucker brothers or whatever their names are who did like a airplane and police academy and stuff some of the jokes seem like that level of humor where they're cheesy jokes but like they're crafted and then some of the jokes are just like what if we screwed with audio levels and what if we just had characters meow like cats instead of delivering dialogue and it's just like okay this is getting borderline like experimental where like i like what am i watching Next up on our list, we have The Last Shark. I really enjoyed this movie. I love this movie. I know that on my list right now, it is off my top 10, but we've watched so many things that not everything can survive. And I think it's more of a punch in the face if you're in the bottom of the list. And this one is not by any means. The Last Shark had, this was the Enzo Castorelli movie, correct? Yes. Yeah, Enzo Castorelli. What a great director that I've never heard of him until watching... The New Barbarians was our first movie we watched. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I was familiar with him in the sense of I knew of The Last Shark, and I've known of some of because I think this is he's made two Jaws knockoff movies. Good for him. He needs to make more. So I was aware of that, but I wasn't aware of much of his other work. And I think we've watched four or five of his movies, and we need to watch more. <laughs> yeah, like, and we love them. Like we. Any of his, I think any of, this is the, we love this movie, and this is the lowest rated Enzo movie we watched. Yeah. Uh, up next, we have another victim of the Battle of the Baldwins is Dead Weekend. I wouldn't call this a victim. I love this movie. This is, yeah, this is was a great movie. This was like, a, it feels like it'd be a Skinamax movie almost. It bordered on softcore porn, but not really. There wasn't enough nudity in it. It was just an erotic sci-fi movie that was very fun, very campy, with Bailing in it, who doesn't get naked? I don't think she gets naked in this. No. Yeah, there, there were so many elements in this movie that I loved, and I think it's hilarious. It was on Amazon Prime, upscaled to 4K. Jesus Christ. It's no longer on there, because I, I want to watch it in high def, and I miss my opportunity. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it, it has an interesting gimmick, but it's like... So low budget, it's just about charming, but then all of its charm goes out the window when every new set piece that, what is it, what Baldwin's this one? This is Daniel. I know that for sure it's Daniel Baldwin. Okay. I think. I don't think it is. But anyways, this movie loses all of its charm for me when you realize every new set piece he walks into that's like a room. You immediately look at it and you go, this set is, this whole set piece is designed so that there's like a mattress in the middle or a couch in the middle so that he can like fuck whatever actress the aliens turned into. And it's just them getting their dialogue out of the way so they can like, she can get topless and then ride on top of him. And how many times in this movie does that happen, Adam? Oh, like four times. Every single time he gets bored with the alien, she transforms into a different looking woman. He's like, yeah, something different. And then he proceeds to have sex with her. Yeah, it's not great, but it is what it is. Um, uh, oh, it was Stephen Baldwin in this it movie. Was. Yeah, I it knew was, it I wasn't. The only one anyone knows is Alec. I think Daniel Baldwin was... Uh, oh, that was bodily, bodily harm. Fuck, and I even said that earlier. Yeah. I'm an idiot. That's okay. Uh, up next, we have comic book villains. Yeah, this was um, a past... Uh, we, we reposted it as a throwback Thursdays, because this is our second episode that we did after jaws where yeah um 
This one is a cult comic book movie for collectors and just people doing whatever they can to get their hands on some comic books, which are real comic books, which is one of the things I loved about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I rated it pretty low on our initial viewing, so I put a lot of things ahead of it. Oh, no, on our initial viewing, this was number two because... Oh, because it was our second. But yeah. I mean, like, in- initially when we watched this, almost every movie following it went ahead of it for oh, yeah. me. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's an original movie. It's low budget, but it doesn't look low budget. Some things work, some things don't, which is fine. But I kind of, I think I should have given it a bit more credit for trying something new and being an original story. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I think everyone should um, check it out. Up next is Cody's pick, Miracle Mile. Yes, which is a movie I saw way too young. The ending was like scarred in my brain. I like to think that while you're watching Miracle Mile as a little kid, that's when Jazz was watching Witchery. Yeah. Just at the exact same moment. Yeah. Just just ruining our brains. Yeah. This is uh, the prem quick. The premise to this movie is that a missile base in the States has launched all of its missiles against Russia. And then Russia is now launching their missiles against the States. And it's like five o'clock in the morning in uh, Los Angeles and no one's even aware that like as soon as they're about to start their day like the world is going to end so we have uh, the two main characters basically trying to figure out like what do you do if you have like 90 it's like one hour it's like what do you do with one hour and it ends with them both horrifically dying which completely like scarred my brain <laughs> Yeah, and um, the director, Steve DeJarnett. Yep. We reached out to him on Twitter in a direct message because, yeah, he, he saw that we did the podcast for it, and I think he commented. But I asked him about it, if Harry started the missile war by uh, from his panicking or were they already set to launch. And he said um, they were launching. He got the wrong number from a kid calling from a silo, trying to tell his dad. But, yeah, at a certain point in the film, you think it all came from him. him being a sort of chicken little yes and that was one of the interpretations that i had where like did he start this crisis but he he didn't know that like it was an actual legit phone call from the from the son for the dad where yes yeah yeah uh, uh, this movie's kind of famous for it be, it's it's a really as a screenplay you could definitely see how this movie is just wild and uh, this movie is apparently quite famous for like its screenplay like wanting to be picked up by a bunch of different production companies and directors. Yeah, Steve DeJarnett apparently was like, like, look, if we're going to make it, this is how it's going to get made. We're not going to change it up or, or whatever. So I, I have to give him credit for trying to get his original vision. Like, And it was a real-time movie as well, right? Yeah. Where events take place in real time. Yeah. it's I, I think it's interesting. Um, I'm You got a kick out of it at least. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad that you didn't hate it. My partner hated it. She said it made her too anxious. Oh, for sure. After Miracle Mile, we have another recommended uh, movie that we did with uh, Nicole. Not only recommended it, but then... She guest hosted with yeah, us. Yeah, guest hosted with yeah, Thanks. That, that, Those that, are the words I'm looking yeah, for. and that was last week. Nicole spoke on the internet and we recorded her. She guest hosted, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> she recommended, then came on and guest hosted with us. And it was a great Canadian movie called Siblings. Yeah. 
this one, as fucked up as it is, like this was a great movie. And I made the joke that people who come on the show and pick movies are generally going to be better than what we pick because we seem to pick random movies that we've either never seen or have seen and liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, or me, where I'm just like, eeny, meeny, my, let's watch this. Yeah. But yeah, I, I enjoyed Siblings a lot. Uh, I really liked it. I liked it. It was very Canadian and it's a very, very black comedy, which I really liked. Uh, we're definitely going to have to have Nicole back on and we're definitely going to have to let her uh, pick out another movie. No, no, no. She has to watch a piece of shit that we pick next I'm time. sorry. What I mean to say was Nicole was nice enough to recommend an entertaining movie for us to watch. So now we must punish yes. her by making her watch an Italian Jaws ripoff. Exactly. Where the director pushes his daughter into the ocean with a white t-shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Next up we have this was another one of your picks. This was for the Baldwin episodes Fair Game. Fair game which is shit what is fair game a ripoff of again um every single 90s movie well every single it's the most 90s movie in the world yeah the reason why this movie is so familiar is this movie is so damn similar to the stallone movie cobra oh okay which, so, and, and watch cobra? we didn't you i did you i watched watch cobra it. recently yep. just for shits and giggles but the other thing, uh, Cobra is also famous for being a Stallone retooled Beverly Hills Cop. So fair game, you definitely pick up like a lot of Cobra. You pay, and then de facto you pick up a lot of Beverly Hills Cop in this movie. So this movie comes across as like late '80s, early '90s, you know, uh, loose cannon cop story. Like yeah, like watching this movie, anyone would be like, I think I've seen this movie just from how it is. And it was also part of our Battle of the Baldwins. And I think that was the no, that's not even the last there's one more. No, this this was this this came in second in the Battle of the Baldwins. Yep. Up next, after Fair Game, we have we watched a movie I recommended for Adam called Surviving the Game. Yeah, I really like this movie. Um this is the one that I still said that I'm going to mix together with Giant Mnemonic because Ice T. Yeah, he's got like the same wig on. The same wig, the same dreadlocks. And yeah, this one was great. Um, it reminded me of The Pest. It reminded us of, what was the Van Damme movie? Hard Target. Hard Target. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like a, a man on the run movie. Um, I remember the second part of it, which is Ice T in the woods much more than I remember the first part. So watching this with you when Ice-T is like running on a treadmill to show how tough he is, I was just like, I don't remember this, but God damn it, is this hilarious. Yeah, the last half of this movie is Arnold from Predator. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a really fun 90s action movie that probably got overlooked a lot. It's got a lot of very famous actors in it that are kind of in it for 10 or 15 minutes then they duck out you could tell they probably got their shooting done in a week or two yeah i i think it's a a, it's a pretty fun movie that got overlooked it's got a lot of like great overacting in it of characters that are like is it supposed to be like you can tell like the director notes was your characters on edge and then like john c mcginley is just like okay so just act like i've done all the cocaine in the world i can do that (laughs) it's like oh my god so up next we have a movie martin recommended and then came on and guest hosted with us which is the 13th warrior yeah this one obviously we really i really enjoyed it i think you really enjoyed it as well this this falls in that category of we're gonna have a guest host on who picks a good movie (laughs) yep that's gonna trump all the other shit we've watched but yeah i really appreciate it because this is a movie that I've seen the poster over and over again. 
I would never have been like, I'm going to watch this movie. And it was nice for someone to force me to watch a good movie that I would have watched otherwise. Yeah, I uh, I think I said in the podcast, a friend of mine's older brother, uh, we rented a movie and he's like, you guys got to rent this movie. Like, this is just a great action movie. And yeah, I remember watching it when I was in like elementary school and just loving it, just being like, this movie's fantastic. Up next, we have an Adam-recommended movie. Yeah, Far Cry. Louis Bulls, Far Cry. I love this movie, only because I love the game so much that, yeah, I will still take to my grave that this is Louis Bulls' best movie. It has a budget, it has action scenes, it was made in Germany, and was it Vancouver? I assume it was Vancouver. Everything's fucking Vancouver. But yeah, this was a very fun action movie, you didn't have to think too hard. You had Till Schleiber as Jack Carver, and he goes, oh, my name's Jack Carver, (laughs) I'm not good in bed. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) This, yeah, this movie is pretty wild. I remember, I I did not like this movie, but it is another one where when I had time to sit and think about it a bit, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would like the next day. It's fun. It's trashy. It's ultimately harmless. It's a great, I don't want to say B movie because it's almost like B plus movie. Like there's effort put in. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there. this movie has an effort put in and this movie has some... This movie has some good scenes and some good ideas put on film. I think my issue was just how some of them are tied together is like pretty shitty. But yeah, like I I definitely see how this movie does have fans. Next up. The winner of the Battle of the Baldwins. Alec Baldwin himself. Of course he'd be the winner. Even though this movie, oh, it's... It's, well, it's weird because this movie, this movie famously like was a dud. Yeah. And now rewatching it, it's I'm, pretty neat. Yeah, I understand why it was a dud at the time. They're trying to piggyback off of Batman. And it's just like, what what noir, like, oldie comic can we get that nobody really cares about that isn't licensed through DC or Marvel? The yes. Shadow. Well, this is what I think is funny is um, by the time Burton's Batman came out in 89, uh, there were Batman, like, obviously Batman comics sold throughout the 80s and and all that for most non-comic book fans bat their last kind of image of batman was the campy adam west batman so tim burton came along and kind of reimagined the batman universe which obviously wasn't entirely on him he took a ton from the comics but he was kind of like the figurehead that brought batman back to like uh mainstream media and made like batman such a phenomenon and obviously it takes time to find an IP, develop it, work on it, and then actually film and make a movie and edit it. So in the meantime, somebody saw how much money Batman made in one year and then decided how do we do this with like another original vigilante superhero. So they picked out the shadow, cast Adam Baldwin, Alec, Alec Baldwin. Baldwin, my bad, uh, Alec Baldwin. And literally just made Batman. Like, there's no there's no reason this movie should have failed as hard as it did. In a world where Tim Burton's Batman succeeded as much as it did. It's in, if, you, if you like the Tim Burton Batman movie, like, if you're still one of the people who likes that movie and doesn't see the flaws in it, or just thinks that's, like, the interpretation of what Batman should be, I would definitely recommend checking out The Shadow. And the final movie is 1990, The Bronx Warriors. This is both of our number one movies. This this movie was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm. I want to find a movie better than this, without picking one 
that you know is a good movie. Exactly. Yeah, I need to. We need to find some more Italian Mad Max, the Warriors ripoff. Because yeah, this movie is fucking bonkers. Nothing will ever beat it currently because it's it's, it's hard. Good. It's it's hard to imagine because we didn't. Obviously, this movie does have a fan base, and Enzo is. I wouldn't say a mainstream director, but a popular director who's a, who's a working director. This movie just kind of was like the perfect storm of us saying, let's make a podcast where we talk about movies that don't really get discussed a lot. And then there's also something enjoyable or at least something to gain from watching them. We saw the trailer for, no, we had seen New Barbarians and then found out that he had made kind of two semi-sequels to it and we watched one of them which is 1990 Bronx Warriors and it was just perfect it was I have never heard anyone talk about this movie it's phenomenal it's so entertaining it's it's cheap but also looks amazing like this it just checks every box yeah it's great this one one that I still don't own on blu-ray because the triple pack still costs so much money online but one that I'm looking forward to one day owning and hoping that there is like special features on it, interviews with the director. But I think there's going to be nothing. This is just, it's a 1980s or 70s? I think it's 80s. By the yeah. time this came out, it was 80s. Just a throwaway movie that was absolutely amazing. Everyone should watch it because of how fun it is. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Oh, it's phenomenal. And it's, we'll talk about it later too, but it was also filmed simultaneously, I believe with its sequel, which is Escape the Bronx. Everything about this movie and the universe that this movie takes place in is just phenomenal, and it feels gritty, like uh, The Warriors, and it feels inventive, like Mad Max, and it just feels like... It just feels like the people who made this movie just loved it so much, and they put so much effort and craftsmanship into the movie... It just comes across great, and it just comes across as something you haven't seen before. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have a Hollywood movie feel to it. It it just has that like outsider vibe to like how an outsider to Hollywood would make a big Hollywood movie, and it just seems so much better than a lot of big Hollywood movies. We are at the point where we are ready to re-rank any movies. For me, I would take comic book villains. I would move it up to be my like new number 10 movie and then i would take i would probably get rid of fair game which is number four which was high highly rated for me because i do love that movie but it is i think part of the reason why i love it is it is just such a ripoff of it's just such a like middle child of like 90s rogue cop movies that i i love it but at the same time it's like it's not really putting up the numbers it should as far as far as like it's not bringing a lot to the table. It's not very creative. It doesn't do anything exceptional. It does everything good, but it doesn't do enough exceptionally well that it it's that memorable. But I just have fond memories of it, so that's why I rated it so high. So I would bump it down and then I would I would probably put comic book villains as my new number 10. So this is one that I kind of struggled with thinking of what I was going to do. But I know which one I'm going to knock down, and I'm going to knock down The Shadow. It is currently my number two. I have no intention of ever watching this movie again. And yeah, I don't know how it stood up here for so long, but knowing that there's so many other movies that I enjoyed more than that movie, like I still like it, but yeah, that one's getting dropped off the top ten. The Shadow is good, 
and it's and it doesn't get a lot of love considering that it's basically just like a sequel to Tim Burton's Batman. You almost love it too much when you rewatch it that you're just like it is just kind of a knockoff of Tim Burton's Batman. Like maybe I'm loving it because of that. Now, with that said, I want to say this is cheating for how we're doing our moving stuff up. The movie I am moving up is actually in my top 10, but it is my number 10. And that movie is Dead Weekend. I fucking, I still love Dead Weekend. That Baldwin movie. Cody's shaking his head right now, you guys. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to move that one up to number, I'm going to move that to my new number, I'm going to put number five, just above Fair Game, which is also above, sorry, number five above Surviving the Game, which is right above Fair Game. So we have a couple of Baldwin movies technically moving around on my list because one's dropping right off of it and one Baldwin movie's again shot right up because I, I want to watch this movie again in high quality. I would buy this on Blu-ray if it was available, which it's not right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that for sure. Like Dead Weekend is weird enough that I can definitely see the love it gets. Like it kind of... It almost went too trashy for me. Yeah, that's how I like it. Though. But I know, yeah, you're all about it. The more trashy, the better. I know, and believe me, this movie, this movie goes hard on the trash. It does. But I, I definitely see why you would enjoy this movie, or anyone would enjoy this movie. To be fair, like it's, it's weird. It's different. It's not like anything you've ever seen. So, yeah, like I, I can't fault you for saying like I like this. Well, thank you for tuning in. I know that this was supposed to be part of last week's episode, but last week's episode went a little long, which means next week we will watch Kings, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can get that. I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to watch the full, because the first episode is episode one and two. Which was, if I remember like correctly, if I remember correctly, it was advertised and released as like, I might even have been commercial free. It was like a movie NBC played. Hopefully we'll watch both episodes. I think if we're enjoying it, we'll watch episode one and two. If we're not enjoying it, we'll probably stop at episode one. We'll see what happens. Oh, if I can get you to stop a movie, I cannot wait. I, yeah, because I, 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 refuse, be I refuse to skip through bodily harm. Because I was yes. streaming it to you over Discord as we were watching it talking. Like, Adam, can you hit fast forward? I'm like, absolutely not. You were streaming it. And I'm like, Adam, I've gotten everything I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> we can stop. And you're like, that's not how this works, Cody. I like to think that was our third or fourth episode of the podcast. Where that was where I thought that... At that point, you're like, Adam, I don't want to do this podcast anymore, which is always my fear of you being like, Adam, I'm done. Me like, no, Cody, don't make me find another host. It's me and you, baby, all the way. <laughs> We're in this till the end. No, I, I agree. But I'd like that. Honestly, to me, that might even be like a new goal to get me to stop something. If I can get if I can get you to just like tap out that and and to be fair, a two hour NBC movie <laughs> T- t- like a TV, TV movie. movie yeah. I remember it, I remember it looking very good and it having some big name actors in it. I just re- I remember watching it and I think I don't even know how I watched it. I remember it was on TV and I didn't think it was terror. I remember thinking it was actually quite good, but I never saw the full series. I saw the first episode and I think the maybe a couple of other episodes after. But it wasn't bad, and I'm, I'm curious if it holds up or if I was just, like, bored at home after work. And I'm like, because I've never had HBO or Showtime or anything like that, so I've never had, like, a, 
access to cable stuff. So watching movies at home was always dependent on like what is TBS playing. TBS or Fox 29. Or Fox 29. The Sunday matinee. Exactly. So like I think watching this, I'm like, there's a strong case that I enjoyed it because it's like, hey, this is just like a movie. It's almost a movie, but it might be dog shit. And if yeah. it's dog shit and you hate it, it's all the better. So tune in next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find us online through our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, both at A Kind of Garbage. You can also email us at akindofgarbage at gmail.com with any questions or comments you may have. Be sure to check us out at akindofgarbage.com where you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages, as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash akindofgarbage where you can get access to our private Discord channel and Patreon-exclusive podcasts. Thank you again for joining us and be sure to tune in next time.